Mamacita in the house. Whoa. Wow. Stale. What is that? Stale. Sorry. We need a mic check on that one. I've never seen our audio levels go that loud before. It's disgusting. I'm so sorry if you turn that on and this is your first podcast you're listening to. I'm so sorry. We... We are, we're not that loud. No. We're someone, very... Someone even... Wow. Someone, <laughs> someone even described us as timid. Yeah, 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 and yeah. quiet. Quiet. Don't really like to talk. Yeah. Kind of like reserved to, yeah, themselves. to themselves. Like when we go out and, you know, maybe it's at a party, it's at mini, it's at a tournament. Exactly. We're always the people in the back. We don't talk to anyone. We don't want to know anyone. We whisper in sign to each other. Yeah, we actually know sign language. Yeah. Across the field, we sign to, we each, sign other, to each other. So we don't have to can, speak. Don't need to speak to anyone else. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and that's pretty much. Uh, if you're listening to this first podcast, of welcome. Course. Welcome. I mean, I guess we can just get right into it. Yeah. I mean, if this is your fir- first podcast, you're. you're I mean, listening to the ultimate, ultimate talk. talk. That's writer. And that's Nala. And we are speaking for the first time using our vocal cords today. I've just Morse coded at you in, in sign language all mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. you know. It's Through crazy. the walls. Through the walls. It's really nice because your bathroom where mm. you sit on your toilet is yeah. exactly where my head is at. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so when, nice. Um, you know, when I'm going to bed, yeah. you're getting ready for bed. Of course. Uh, you know, using the facilities. Yeah. Um, and I just go a little... Oh, that's gosh, their... Never that's mind. Neighbors. That's the neighbors. So they I, might knock back at yeah, us. Yeah, they did that once. They did But um, I was just trying to show you guys what it, you know, here's like from the other side of the room. Of course. And um, so... Do you hear me clinking to get up? Yeah. Not to get up, no. Oh, okay, okay. But like when I hear, when I go in there, when I'm working on my essay or oh, whatever I'm working on and I hear you brushing your teeth and stuff. Oh, interesting. Because I think there's a vent. You see that yeah. vent thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Can you hear me? Yeah. What do you hear? I just... <laughs> <laughs> it all comes to light. Sometimes I'll hear Kat and Austin talking. Uh-huh. Um, I hear you talking. I heard you singing this morning. I was singing this morning, yeah, or, or just like I were working on your book. Yeah, I was working singing. on my book. Yeah, I guess I was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I heard you singing. It's just like whatever goes on in the room. It's like pretty muffled. I can't really hear distinct words. Yeah, but I do hear noises. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's really it. Good. good yeah. Good, good. You know. Yeah. Just keep keeping tabs on me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I can't like, do much. How that little bitty boo doing? I know because we don't. We rarely see each other. Rarely. And so getting a glimpse of or like hearing a little bit of what you, you do know. on the other side, yeah. it like keeps me motivated to you know have this time right now weekly. Of course. Yeah, where we come back together we from our busy schedules busy out and schedules. about in the room, out of the room. You know. I take a run. I stay You're sometimes here. at PT, dog. True. So like you, do, you're a busy bee. Uh, three times a week now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every two hours. Know. Tell them what you're doing every two hour, hours. Thank you. Thank you. Every so, I had a not so great PT session yesterday. Nothing to do with my darling Melody, my PT girl. Shout out. She she doing amazing things, but 
Um, it hurt so badly because she was doing massage in my IT band. We've talked about it. if you have like tightness in your hip, it travels down to your IT band and just makes things so hard. And I've now found out that if your IT band is really tight, just like your whole thigh, I guess, if it's really tight, it's really hard to bend your knee. So Melody was like, dog, you gotta keep, you like because I was lacking on, on outside PT work for sure. Um, I'm supposed to be doing exercises every single hour. It doesn't take long at all, literally one minute. Um, I have to do like a block of like a 15 minute block of PT every day. But outside of that, every hour, I have to do these quadricep contraction things. Mm. Because within the first six weeks, it is absolutely imperative to get your extension back. If you don't get it back within those six weeks, it's super hard to like get it back all the way. And what I mean by extension is just like getting your leg, like you're sitting there right now listening to our little voices, like straightening out your leg so it's completely like hyperextended flat. Exactly. You're more than good at it. <laughs> Someone say you go above and beyond. I do go above and beyond. Writer has little hyperextended legs. Um, Cute. So it's too... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, cute. So I've never really heard anyone say like a little compliment about yeah. them. I, yeah, I do go above and beyond. You do. Sorry. In I terms just... of extension, yeah. Melody would see your legs and be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> she would not." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah. yeah. She would be really excited. She'd be like, "That's a great leg right there." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's especially what with doing. you know. Just shaved these puppies. Yeah, you did. And you got some new shoes Oh, on my bed. gosh. Yeah, I'm, like, showing off my leg. I know you are. They look great. Yeah. What do you tell the people? What do you got on right now? Some cocaine white what? <sighs> we got some Reeboxes. Of course. I had Reeboxes before. Yeah. And it's kind of a similar style. These are more white. And they have a little gum sole, which is Love nice. Love the gum sole. And I was just looking for a new shoe mine um, that I just put into retirement are yeah, pretty beat. beat up. And I definitely needed some new shoes. And I did a lot of research. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go Nike. Should I go Adidas? Adidas Should yeah. I just go Reeboks? Different style, but Reebok. Should I go different style completely? Yeah. But I mean, like... This is like my mom. Shout out to my mom listening right now. Ah, cute. I know. Yeah. Should we have like a moment Should, of silence I'll, for your I'll say mom? what I'll say what I'll finish yeah, my story. Finish your but story. Then finish your story. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, but she, uh, lovely Alice, um, she has instilled in me. Once you find something you really like, like a pair of shoes, yeah. just buy three. Why not? Because they're gonna go out of style. Yeah. And they're like you're gonna like obviously shoes you wear them down mm-hmm. and you know what if like you wear them down and then you try to buy them again they don't have them. you're not gonna buy them again and once you like something just stick with it stick don't with it. and that's still so with my dad too my dad does that once he finds something he likes he literally goes like to those, the grave with those it. blue nike shirts yeah yeah those blue shirts in general yeah yeah that's yeah. his shirt color exactly so well, i've learned anything mm-hmm well, they look great. Thank you, thank you. And shout out to Alice. Dear Alice, thank you so much for the card. Just made my little heart warm. 
in those pretzels. I know. That was a very... So basically, I had these shoes coming in. Yes. And uh, I thought that the package that arrived to me on Friday mm. were the shoes. And I was like, yes, yes. early. I'm uh -huh. super hyped about this. Um, but unfortunately, when I opened it up, they were no... It was not a shoe box. It was no shoes. It was a few... A few bags like of pretzels. Five bags. Yeah. Yeah. Of pretzels, which I was very thrown off when I first opened yes. it. Yes. And I was like, I kind of like closed the box. I was like, I think I just opened someone else's mail. Oh. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so oops. And then yeah. I turned it around. I was like, nope, that's my name. Yeah. And I go, did we discuss pretzels on the last podcast? I can't even remember. And I think we did. Yeah. Because so, they're the favorite snack of the they household. They are. Oh my gosh. They, I... I, I go through a bag a week. Yeah. Maybe even like five days I go through Yeah, five days sounds good. But uh, I got a lovely gift. Thank you, Mom, for that. It was so good. Especially the sweet... So, Snyder's makes a gluten-free pretzels. I know we've talked about it, but you have to go buy it. You should get sponsored by them. You should get sponsored by Snyder's. Yeah, I'll please go. They're like so good. They really are so good. But they don't have this variety in Ralph's. Your mom sent us this... It was like a honey mustard onion. Yeah, oh exactly. Oh my god. You could go through a bag one night. Mm -hmm. Like if you're mm -hmm. not careful. Those are so good. Oh my gosh. And it's just like the sweet. It's kind of salty, honestly. Mm, it's very good. salty. A little sour. So good. With that onion and like mustard. Ah, so good. Delicioso. Well, uh, shout out to Alice. Thank you for Thank you, supplying. Alice. Um, just our needs out here in yeah, California when exactly. we can't be together. Ugh, yeah, we're, so we're really, oh my gosh, we're like sponsored by you, Mom. Well, technically we're sponsored by our parents anyway, so <laughs> you mind, I am sponsored by <laughs> we you. Should, we <laughs> should shout out our parents every, every episode. Because they truly sponsor yeah. us. Thank you, Mom, again. Yeah. Uh, you gave me quarters for the laundry. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yep. That's actually a thank you, though. Thank you for giving me quarters. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for all the love. They paid for my surgery. True. Shout out to them. Wait, yeah. Well, this is a side thing. Yeah. Does, I mean, I don't know. Do you, since, is this like an immediate like surgery that your insurance picked up? Yes. Great question. Yeah. Great question. Um, this is actually something that I would love to talk about for the podcast in general in terms of like athletes in their insurance, mm -hmm. I guess. So basically, um... Usually, I don't know if this is different because you, we play a club sport, not like a, a NCAA sport, but usually like they have physical therapists in like Acosta, but UCLA um, will even pick up your PT if it was an injury occurred during uh, like their school sanctioned sport. For the NCAA. For the NCAA. Okay. And my, uh, the, when I was contacting my PT place, they even asked if, they were like, ask UCLA if they can also help. I didn't end up doing that because I thought it was super unlikely yeah. that they would, but they might. But for insurance, um, yeah, insurance picked up. I'm like really fortunate enough. My mom has really good insurance through her work. Yeah. They just kind of like, they pick up 
most of it mm-hmm. and then just kind of i yeah. have no idea how anything worked i had no idea what an out-of-pocket maximum was whoa. i didn't know how deductibles work whoa now i I'm don't little, know any of that i'm a little more familiar <laughs> yeah, that's good in terms of like health and what you pay on a monthly and i we we're talking about insurance on frisbee podcast i doubt the high schoolers and the young <laughs> the little youngins want to learn about it I but know, yeah it truly makes you wonder why didn't we learn about this? I know this is like an overstated yeah. argument of like the classic, why didn't we learn about insurance and taxes in high school? Mm-hmm. We should. Like but the truly, real life stuff. But why didn't we? Yeah. Like I have no idea how any of that like, stuff Like this worked. is exactly like, you know, when we, like when we even talk about like now we're like voters in the United States yeah. and we're like, okay, like do we want like healthcare for all or should that just be a private, um, like company thing yeah yeah yeah. and like obviously that's a big thing that our country's going through right now and i'm i'm trying to be an educated voter out here and i'm like mm. i don't know the first thing to do with insurance yeah oh i'm like i have no idea i'm like is it good that i mean obviously yes like we want to have like health health care and health insurance but i'm like i couldn't even tell you what a deductible is when you're talking about this deductible yeah yeah or, or like what where who I couldn't even name you three healthcare brands. Maybe I could. You that could. might be like you Blue could. Cross with this Blue That's Cross. That's what I have, Blue Cross Blue okay. Shield. Yeah. Yeah, I'm something United, United Healthcare. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Something. Maybe. My mom's know. probably going to text me tomorrow and say, That's Insane. not your healthcare. <laughs> She's for sure going to say She's that. She's going to be like, Because why that's do you not think it. That? Why do you think that? <laughs> But uh, anyway, yeah, just I just really wanted to know. That just popped in my head about your little yeah, surgery. Yeah. Do you think it, like, as you age, like, if your mom tore her ACL? Yes. Um, do you think the insurance would have picked it up on, like, an older person? Or yes, would it have been I, even more? Like, no, the, um, they have to, I uh-huh. think. It's, like, I think it's it's kind of one of those policies in terms of, like, technically insurance companies are not allowed to like view your health history or anything before you like sign with them because they could see that you've had a history of heart disease and then like have a prejudice against that because you might be a more expensive person to cover yeah i think yeah that that is against the law for them to do that well because i know with like car insurance obviously if you're like a yes more like if you're like a 16 year old it's higher than your so much yeah it's higher than obviously and they can go into your past like yeah you know records of of everything yeah and if you're i don't need yeah and stuff like that. So car insurance for sure is definitely all about your previous stuff yeah. because they want to see if you're responsible behind of the course, wheel. Of course, of course. The main thing is is that healthcare in our nation is just so insanely expensive. It's mm-hmm. actually out the wazoo. It's like absolutely insane how much these things cost mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the world. Yeah. Just these procedures and especially if you're an athlete in Hopefully you're not getting injured, but like PT is so expensive. Mm-hmm. Sur- any type of surgery, just even one doctor's visit is like a hundred dollars, like so much money yeah, to like see I what's going on. Yeah, like I was talking to, I think it was Mr. Clean and he was trying to get like a test just for the coronavirus. Yes. And like his insurance didn't pick it up because like he, like his insurance just, just was like, it, up, yeah. it wasn't, it's not necessary. Yeah. It's not immediate. You're not sick. Yeah. You're just getting it to see, you yeah. know, and he's getting like the antibody test. Oh, I didn't to see know if that was it. like a thing. Yeah. And, um, but his insurance 
didn't pick it up and it was like so much money out of pocket yeah like you know straight from the pocket out which what pocket. you would think that your health you're paying already so much for so health care and this coronavirus is such a huge thing wouldn't they pay, pay like you would have like a coat of only like think. 50 dollars? you would think but like or even 20 you know yeah but it's definitely you know it's the difference of health care and that's why we have private health care over mm. public be- yeah. yeah i don't know why we have that but then we're trying to get public. I don't know. It's different candidacies. Politics. <laughs> Politics. Because as I said, I know nothing about healthcare. <laughs> Can't make a final opinion. Because yes, I sorry. just learned what a deductible is. <laughs> exactly. Beautiful. But Nala, what do you have in store so, for us today? I'm so glad you asked, Ryder. <laughs> so we're returning to our grassroots. Are we? So I thought about, I was like thinking about what we should talk about this week. And I was like, we've talked about the future a lot. Mm-hmm. But we've never talked about the past of Ultimate. Oh, I love that. Where it came from, how it got started, the original core values of this amazing sport. Oh, beautiful. Because I believe, like, like anything in life, once you learn its history, you appreciate it so much more. Mm-hmm. And that's just, like, goes for anything. Like, learning about shoes, like, learning, like, where they originated. You, there's just so much more... You can get out of that. You know what I'm talking I about? I love how you use the example of shoes, shoes every single like time. Like literally anything. You could have said anything. The history of like where your food comes from. That's why we have, you know, grocery stores. Grocery you appreciate stores. grocery stores so much more instead of trying to hunt and gather. Hunt. Ugh. <laughs> do I though? <laughs> do what I love to. That's a whole other story. So oh. this episode is called. Cool things Nala found on Reddit that hopefully will make writers smile, think, and comment. <laughs> also, aka called Sintin Fourth Wimsterstack. What? That's the first letter of all the things I just said. <laughs> I tried to abbreviate it. Yeah. Sintin Fourth Wimsterstack. Aka Cool things Nala found on Reddit. Anyway. Beautiful. Um. So, I'm scrolling. The ultimate frisbee Reddit. Beautiful. Um, I've never done that. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. I'm not a big Reddit gal. It's okay. Yeah. You don't have to be. You're not missing. You're not missing much. Beautiful. Um, I could say that. But basically, I came across what is what many call the zeroth zeroth edition of the ultimate frisbee rules came out in 1970. So, like, three guys wrote these rules. They're, like, our three little founding fathers. And uh, their names were Johnny Hines, Buzzy Hellring, and Joel Silver. Wow. What names? Buzzy? I know. Buzzy. I'm guessing these are little nicknames thrown out here. And, again, this was all from Reddit. I don't know if this is true. (laughs) So, take it with a grain of salt. But even if you just listen, it is cool to, Mm -hmm. like, you know. So, These could be the names, these could not. But Johnny, Buzzy, and Joel wrote these rules in 1970, right? Uh, Little Columbia High School in, like, what? Where was it? New Jersey? New York? It could could be New Jersey. Something. I think it was, yeah, yeah, something like that. Something on the East Coast. So, basically, I came across these rules, and uh, I want to kind of, like, read some of them to you. I think they're so representative of Frisbee as kind of being, like, a very grassroots, like, 
open, diverse community. You know what I'm talking about? I like it. They start off with like the only piece of equipment re- rec- like required is like your cleats and your frisbee, mm-hmm. basically, right? And they recommend the Whammo Master Tournament tournament model frisbee oh interesting so the whammo master oh i'm not gonna lie i don't like whammo discs you don't like whammo well discs. i always i like the the one like the image that comes to mind with a whammo disc it's like a super it's super light it's a bright orange yeah yeah exactly. it could have meant something different in 1970 True, no idea True. um when describing the boundaries they say the ultimate frisbee field has no lateral boundaries However, it is best to choose a field with natural boundaries, such as a hill or river. Wow! Not even a field size. <laughs> like, I feel like when you said that, like, you were just bringing up the topic of boundaries, I was like, oh, they're probably just going to say a football field. No. Wow. Yeah. That's so... Uh, no lateral boundaries, man. <laughs> just, like, choose just a hill. Just, you see those two trees, just get it through just it, get and it we'll through. call it even. We'll call it a day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... And basically, there's a lot of talk about, like, spirit of the game and the originators and everything like that. Um, And basically, they said it wasn't so much as, like, they didn't want refs, but there were no refs available. Oh, okay. To ref the game. Wait, so what was, like, the exact terminology? Um, basically they say play on an otter system, selling disputes by a flip of a coin or some other method if no ref is available. Okay. And that is the first ever mention of spirit of the game. Beautiful. Yeah. The first like written down thing of Mm -hmm. like what we need basically. Flip with a coin. So next time. Yeah. I'm in a little argument. We're not going to talk it out. We're going to flip a coin. And I go, give me a coin. Give me a coin. Kicks court. Give me a coin. (laughs) Throw it out on the field. Yeah. 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 Or, or observer. Hey. It's like we're playing against Stanford. It's Mm -hmm. a tight game. Someone fouls you. Give me a coin over here. I'm like, I don't know. I, I had my eyes closed the whole time. She's Sorry. like, no, I definitely didn't foul you. <laughs> Give me a coin. Give me a coin. Give me a And that's basically how they do it, which is very interesting. They wrote it down. Uh, it, they just basically called it like an honor code. Yeah. Um, and what's actually really funny about it is um, the, the first ever like rules, there are a large number of notes written in the margins mm-hmm. of like the, of the draft of course, version. Of course. So the three writers uh, took it very seriously. They were just writing down, jotting down little things. For sure, for sure. Um, and basically, it's like kind of folklore or like just like word of mouth. Um, some people who knew some people in the 70s who played. Uh, they said that it wasn't so much that they didn't want refs, but there was no refs available. So something like writing down Spirit of the Game rules was unnecessary since they were all such close friends and no one would have ever thought of doing something purposely bad. Mm. Which is very interesting. Yeah. So they just like, they didn't feel like they needed to say like, this is Spirit of the Game, treat others equal. Mm. Just implied these are all like really close friends. Yeah, I feel like this like was like their little handwritten uh, rule uh, paper it was like pinned up on like a bulletin board. Yeah, yeah, or something, yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. That's cute. It's really like ragtag. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we go on moving off of like spirit of the game and everything like that. Instead of a pole, it's referred to as a throw off. 
Oh, I which like I think that. is so much cooler than a pole. A yeah. pole. Who's pulling? Who's throwing off? Who's throwing off? Isn't that pretty cool? I like that. Yeah. Who's start using that? Who's throwing off? Yeah. yeah. So that was written in like zeroth edition, nineteen seventy six. Who's mm-hmm. throwing off, man? I love that. Yeah. And then the the it's like pretty similar. Mm-hmm. You keep going down the rules. They're all like pretty, um, pretty like straightforward traveling is like highlighted you can't travel at all um and then we get to the number of players heck yeah which is so fascinating it's so crazy so the initial draft of the rules before it was ever published um they recommend eight players as the optimum but as many as 20 to 30 can play Oh, I love that. And uh, Johnny apparently, like, writes in the margin. He writes, eight players being optimum. In my opinion, five is optimum. Five to six, maybe. Um, 20 to 30 players, he wrote, let's not joke around. But it was left in. (laughs) Um, That's funny. So basically, you had all these people. You Literally, like, 20 to 30 people. That's crazy. If you got a big enough field, you got a big enough space. Yeah, I guess. So, like, around that area. And then what was really funny is um, in the final draft of the rules, it says, like, 20, 30 people can play, which is just crazy. But it says at the very end, naturally, the skills needed in the game will diminish as the group gets too large. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're just playing hot potato at that point, I guess. There's 30 of your teammates. Double it so there's sixty on the field, something like well, that. Well, is it is it is, is it, it 10, saying, 10, 15, 15? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, are they saying like thirty people at a time? They didn't specify. Are they saying yeah? Like, come on, yeah. Hey, Buzzy, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You gotta specify. These are rules. These are rules. I took a game design class. You're not really designing a game, quite frankly, no. right now. No, you're you're really living it up to the interpretation of the audience, truly, or the reader. Yeah. And then, which was really funny, um, there's no stall count mentioned. Okay. Yeah. Um, most, it says most folks have no clue that a stall count of 15 wasn't even introduced till 1976 or 77. Mm. And it was introduced in the sixth edition. Whoa. Yeah. So they had to go through a few of them. Yeah, and then by the sixth time around, they're like, hey, guys, you you can't hold on to it for that long. Yeah. This is no fun. They go, what is going on? This is not fun for us. This is like keep away, but you're keeping it to yourself. Uh-huh. This exactly. This is no fun. It's no fun. Like, can you please? Yeah, come on. Let's hurry it up. I bet Johnny was kind of like, okay, yeah. let's yeah. not fool you, around you, here. You know the type of guy of Johnny course, was. Of course, Johnny. He is strictly, I mean, by the book, he's writing rules. He's writing rules. He's writing like he's kind of like, oh, I like this is how we play my yeah. my game. You know, when you, this is the thing. We were talking about this before. What was like different when you came to college? Rules of games are different. Mm. Me and you have a different way that we play president. True. Yeah. True. And then so I feel like Johnny's over here. He's like, I don't want that to happen. I'm writing down these rules. And then he's You're like, have to follow. wait a second. I have another one. Second edition. Boom. Buzzy does something stupid. Yeah. Ah, third edition. Oh my gosh. And you then if by, by the sixth edition, they're, you're just introducing stall. Like what? Wow. I know. In 1984, the stall count was finally lowered to 12. 
So okay. we're not even I till... Like, I like 12. We're not till 10. Yet. I think it actually should be 12. Really? Well, no. Let's dive into that. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, was I think that. I think we have for Astra, it's like stall six or something. And that's oh, that's Quaresa fast. Is it really six? Yeah, it's six. In Premiere? Yeah. Holy moly. It's six or seven. Oh my god. Yeah. That's you literally lot. like saw one, too. Or you got and then you're literally like you're at this you're hucking it by the I point. mean it makes sense, you know? Because it's like a fast you want you want it's basically like a pro league. Yeah. If you guys uh, want a more in depth uh, look at pro, watch your other podcast. Well, um, but yeah, like you pros for like an audience. Basically, they're trying to make money. Oh, so and true. And so with like uh like a comparatively with the female game, it's more slow. So yeah. I think that's like uh, a way to keep it entertaining. That's honestly like very interesting. What you just said. And reminded me of a conversation that we might have had a few podcasts ago. Like Premiere versus Club. We didn't even talk about that. Premiere is for... Do we think Premiere is for an audience? Club is truly for the game. Yeah. And then you can have that. You can literally have that discussion with uh, like college versus um, pro basketball. You know? Yeah. Like it's just like one thing is for an audience and you're making money. Another thing is for the pure purality of the sport. Which one is which? Well, college is for this purely for the sport, ah. and then uh, pro, you you have to make it uh, like you're making money because it's a for an audience. It's like easily. Consumed. It's like obviously you have um, you have an audience with college, and you want to make money, obviously. But the boys or women, people who go, are there for the purely of the sport they're not getting paid mm, you know yeah yeah yeah. and so that's pure for the sport gotcha and then when you go for pro or yeah for like the nba you have obviously you can attest to this but like you're getting paid it's not purely for the sport anymore interesting mm-hmm. i never even thought about that in terms of like premiere versus club Premieres for the audience. Like, you want that faster stall count. Mm -hmm. You want to get it up. Because faster stall count, more quick decisions, more crazy decisions, you could even argue. Mm -hmm. Which is so interesting. And it just keeps it, like, yeah, it's more exciting to the viewer to have a faster pace game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. And then, obviously, it's like, you want it to be televised and have a bigger audience through the TV and ESPN. And that's why the AUDL just signed with, like, ESPN, right? They did. They did, mm-hmm. yes. Um, that's very interesting. I just realized I wrote down uh, information that counteract, like counters itself. Mm-hmm. It was either, so I'll just say in 82 or 84, it was dropped to 12. Um, but the edition in which it was dropped to, uh, to 12, it also legalized the greatest. Oh. So the greatest is like written into the rules somewhere. I always thought the greatest was like, just kind of like slang amongst mm-hmm. the frisbee people, ah. but it's written in the rules. Like That's the greatest is allowed, which is very yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but even then, even though it was written in the rules, apparently, and this is again, I don't know, a folklore, a folklore in the nineties, um, stalling was still considered like kind of not cool. Ooh, like if you started stalling, they'd be like really man really you know that's so interesting they were kind of like what are you doing here 
You're like, really? Like, you don't think I can get it off in 10 seconds or 12 seconds? Like, why are you even... Like, it's kind of like, it's uncool, you know? All the cool kids don't stall. Yeah. (laughs) Like, why why are you even... Like, they probably were considered, like, kind of, like, t- like uptight mm-hmm. if you stalled and yeah. stuff like that. Like, you you know that player. You know, you could, like, yes. visualize that player. Yes, you're you like, can. oh. Like, he, he's coming on and he's wearing, like, I don't know, the extra long shorts. The extra long shorts. <laughs> the extra high socks. And you're like. They got five pound on. <laughs> and they got a. But it's like a trucker. It's a trucker. Okay, hat. interesting. It's a trucker. Okay. Hat. Sorry. Gotcha. Sorry for those who wear truckers' hats out there. Yeah, sorry. With the extra long <laughs> shorts with high, high socks. Uh, you're, you're just. If you stall, you're uncool. Yeah, oh. Yeah. That's how it was. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Um, but it's really crazy just to see from 1970 how much the, the sport has grown Mm -hmm. and changed in the culture around it. I watched like a really old video of club players in the nineties and just like with any sport, I think it's very, very interesting. Um, athletes are getting better and better Mm -hmm. Every single like generation, yeah. basically. I mean, yeah, when you have you know steroids, steroids. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love steroids. how you were going. I went with like, yeah, steroids. Yeah, steroids. You're so right, of course. Right. <laughs> no, but like, just, yeah, no, you're technology. Push, technology. You're pushing yourself. Like with the four minute mile, you like everyone like you can't run past the four minute mile, and then when someone did it, everyone, everyone did, did it, it. You know, exactly. like it's just like a mental block, and like each one, and now like we have. Um, we have like, high schoolers running a sub oh four. Oh my gosh! Don't even get me started. Insane. On that. Yeah. Insane. But it's just like the science and technology in all aspects of what goes into being an, an athlete. Nutrition. Yeah. Like we, now we know. Now we nutrition. Know. Like don't. I'm sorry. Don't eat a Big Mac every single day. Don't eat a Big Mac every day for a month. Like who did that? What what documentary was that? Super Size Me. Thank you. Yep. Of course. Yeah. I've never seen it. Sorry. Really? No. It's so good. Is it? If for some reason, every middle schooler is, like, required to watch yes, it. Yes, you know, I, I thought I had to. Yes. I don't know. Maybe I did watch it. No, I don't think I did. I think my brother had to do. No. But I didn't. Yeah, but that's exactly it. Every right? health thing. But wasn't it not good? No, I, I enjoyed it. No, no, no. Not good to eat a Big Mac. Oh, it was <laughs> awful. Oh, well. <laughs> he, um, Morgan Spurlock, he's a really good, he produced... This is us, One Direction, by the way. Just a little fun fact, tidbit. He loves documentaries. Anyway, sorry, off track. Um, he ate McDonald's for every single meal for a month, which is just insane. Gross. Um, but there is a man who eats a Big Mac, I think, every day. Yeah. And he's like, <sighs> I mean, you got protein, got a little sliver of lettuce. Yeah. This is off track, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's affordable. Eat, eat, it's affordable. Yeah, it's affordable. I don't think eating a Big Mac every day will but lead to a But I think you need variation. Four. If you're going to go to McDonald's every day, you need variation. That's all I'm going to say. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't recommend going to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. But if that's all you can afford, boom. If you're going to go to McDonald's and that's all you can afford because of your budget, boom. Variety. Uh, Give it variety. I guess. Don't yeah. eat a Big Mac every single day. And that's the wisdom we that's want you tea. to take away from this. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Um, but what was I even saying? Oh yeah, looking at the footage from like these '90s club players, 
it's very interesting to watch how they play and it's like obviously pretty similar to the style of play now but i just think if you did like a play by like a comparison of the of a club game in the 90s versus now i think the level of athleticism would be crazy i, and I don't want to shade any like 90s players. 40 year olds yeah. who played in the 90s i don't want to do that i just think because we have better access to resources and better technology whether and it's from plus, fleets or anything it's like not even that it's like um like i don't know if when i watch people like a big part of the sport i think is watching film and when you watch film, you're like, oh my gosh, that was such a cool two stutter step that they did to get of like break their uh, defender yeah. and go deep. Oh, I'm gonna use that next time. Mm. You now we have so much footage that you can just learn from each other and not have to learn it and take oh, that twenty by being years. There? And yeah, exactly. By being there or take the like twenty years to, you know, culminate that new sport when you're like twenty years old. You mm -hmm. have these forty year olds now. That have already done that for you and have yeah. footage of that. Uh, and like that's yeah. anything like with dunking, you know? Like you see, oh my gosh, you can put that through your legs and then dunk it. Like mm. that's so revolutionary, you know? So it's like we have all this footage that like, oh, you saw that person do it? Well, let me do that and let me do it better, you know? We're going to have all those improving because we have footage. Yeah. And I think that's super important. It's easily digestible. It's like digestible and you can see, yes, it's been done. Oh, well, I can do that and do it better. Yeah, like mm -hmm. if he can do it, she can do it, why can't I? Mm -hmm. That sort of mantra, basically. It's very interesting. But yeah, this was this was written. It's very it's very cool. It's like it's like look at this bad boy. It's like I'm sh I, it, just imagine like a document. It's yellow paper. Yellow paper with typewriter font. Typewriter but with font. a typewriter probably. Most likely. Uh, with an actual it's typewriter. A, it's a typewriter. <laughs> And uh, that's what the rules were written on. That's pretty cool. It's really, it's very interesting. And I think it's just because basketball, soccer, like any sport you look at, there's like a history and legacy that is associated with that sport that makes you like, it's like almost in awe. It's like, a, it's like, just like watching The Last Dance, the new Michael Jordan documentary to learn about this like history of basketball and like specifically a player in this sport is just like very like and heartwarming isn't the right word but very like it makes you proud to play the sport that you play now and like with frisbee we don't quite have that yet we don't have like one legendary player that played a few years ago that like friggin like there's a cleat named after you know mm. we don't have that yet but it's really cool to see how far Frisbee has come. And hopefully as it goes on, mm -hmm. maybe we'll have the... Is the Callahan named after someone? Is that named after someone? I don't know. I think it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's named after like Jay Callahan or whatever. Okay. I want to say so. But I have no idea. That's Can a you folklore. let us know? Can you let us know? That's a folklore that I've heard from the grapevine of Ultimate Frisbee. That the Callahan was named after a person. That'd be really cool. I bet it is. Mm -hmm. That'd be sick. But um, maybe they'll have like the writer two point volts in the future. Is that a shoe? 
I just named a shoe after you. Oh. It sounded like a... It, I, didn't know, I didn't know shoes. No, get it? Like, it's like you're a cleat. It was like I was a cleat. Yeah. Cute. Video player. The yeah. Rider 2 point volts. Volts. Why volt? Because it's like a cool word. Why can't it just be the rider? Okay. You know. What? You're not... Are you not happy with the, the cleat title? Doesn't have to be Volts. Doesn't have because to be Volts. Because Volt is a nickname. Oh, God. I didn't <laughs> even think about it in terms yeah, of that way. Yeah, come on. Really? I was just, that's a pretty common cleat thing. And like you volts. were talking about the history and knowing everything. And here, you don't even know the history of our own team. Dog, I shouldn't have even assumed. You name your cleat whatever <laughs> you want, Mamacita. <laughs> whatever you want. That was my bad. My bad. I was just trying to it out there what would you like your cleat to be named just a rider okay yeah that's totally fine that's that okay yeah it was really cool um we know there's not a lot of ultimate going on but hopefully history satisfies your quench and that's really and that's all i got for you writer uh <laughs> i said writer reddit is an interesting <laughs> place it's it's interesting. <laughs> Ryder is an interesting gal. It, yeah, well, yeah that's, for, that's for sure. Um, it's it's interesting. There's people who come, and I will probably checking this out more and more. Beautiful. Yeah, get on the ultimate frisbee Reddit. I'm scared of Reddit. I don't think I will go on for a long time. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. <gasps> Any news about our merch, Ryder? Well, we got uh, Nikes on the way. Mm-hmm. That's super exciting. You can still order sweatshirts if you do so ever want them. Do it. I'm wearing mine right now. It's super comfy. It looks great. Obviously. But yeah, if you want a Neki, check out our Instagram page at talkultimate slash the ultimate talk. Mm-hmm. Whichever one you put in will probably pop up. And yeah, that's pretty much it on the way. From Spin, check them out. They're having a lot of sales. 100%. They're doing a lot of good stuff for the community. Mm-hmm. And then uh, check out Kiko Socks. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you? Little homegrown, little Boulder, Colorado company. Bam, bam, bam. Chicken, bam. You need more socks in your days, you know? I truly do. Mm-hmm. I know I that. I know I do. Really? Yeah. I'm going through pairs of socks. <gasps> really? I'm running a lot, and I'm... Vaselining my toes. Oh yeah. So they don't get blisters. Uh-huh. And I think it just deteriorates the sock because it's so super lubed. Up. Oh gosh. You tried <laughs> to avoid I didn't that know word. what else I to know, I know. um to describe my toes. Yeah. It's like a a pool. How is the Vaseline working? I mean I still get blisters, but I think there's definitely less. But then it definitely does make it more susceptible to um peel because it moist moistens my toes oh and so my toes have just been peeling but i don't get blisters i get peeling instead of blisters i don't know if that's better or worse yeah mm-hmm. i'm not sure about that sure. just the daily tribulations of a little runner gal yeah you know do what you, you got can. a nine mile tomorrow so do you actually do. do you want to update them on your uh marathon goings oh. i was bragging about my muscle contractions <laughs> you've been running every day uh we are at week six of marathon training out of like a 15 16 week uh regimen um i am 
I mean, I'm like not really halfway there. I'm like one third of the way there. And I've done a half marathon now. Mm -hmm. And it's really like the first, you know, few long runs. I've just been trying to get the miles down, Mm -hmm. just getting miles behind my belt. Now I see myself, you know, we're like breaking it up in like the first you know, part of the season, the first third of the season, the second third of the season to the third third of the season. And this is like my, you know, second um, third of my training. So now I'm going to try to work on getting down more miles, but also kind of regaining speed. Mm. And so tomorrow with my, this is my first time doing a long run during the week. Normally it's on Sunday. Yeah, I do like a 12 or a nine mile. But uh, this is the first time that I'm doing a long run during my week. So this week is going to be long. I just did a 12-mile on Sunday. I have a 9-mile this um, Wednesday. And then this next Sunday, I have another 12-mile. So it's a big big week for me with oh, my legs. wow. Interesting. I need to stretch more, that's for sure. Yes. But tomorrow, I'm not sure if I want to go to the track and do, like, 2-mile repeats, 1-mile repeats, or something like that, or just go out and do it. So we're going to have to figure that out soon of mm-hmm. what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. If I'm going to be working on speed or just really, it's been a long week. I have an essay due tomorrow. Yeah. Do I have the mental capacity to go to the track and just run laps or uh, should I just go out and do it? Yeah. So is yeah. it, and I, this is a genuine question. I have no idea if there's a right or wrong answer. Is there like a benefit or um, is it even like allowed in this running rule book, I guess, if you did like split it down, if you did like 4.5 on the track, 4.5 just out and about? Like, yes, I could, but you would probably break it up two miles to start mm. out with an easy, uh, like warm up. You probably would do like your, um, kind of a slower pace and then boom, you have your tempo and you could take that to the track or you could just do a tempo out in the, yeah. uh, open. And that would be like, okay, we're going to do two miles fast, one mile off, two miles fast, one mile off, two okay. miles fast. Oh, I and understand. And then you, uh, cool down with like a mile gotcha. or two. Yeah. So then you would, I would say, I mean, you could definitely do it either way. Um, but I would say put your tempo or like race pace what I want to do on the track in the middle. Okay. So I would warm up, do it on the track, warm up. So you're still getting all the mileage. Yeah. But you're breaking it up. Oh my God. What if you did like, this would sound so hard. If you did like a, like a two mile, like warm up. Mm-hmm. You did like a, you're on like, like a 5k pace for like three miles. Really. So you, you do your, you, you do your actual 5k. You do a 5K. You do, you, exactly. You do race pace 5K. You do, you do yeah. race pace 5K. Okay. So just then book we're it. at five miles. So you have four miles left. Yeah, five miles, and four then, miles left. Do tempo two, cool down the other two. But then what's your tempo? Is it going to be at It'd your, be your marathon. marathon? Yeah. That would be awful. Yeah, that would be I'm hard. Not. That would be awful. You, that wouldn't, you wouldn't, I, you wouldn't do a, 5k Mm. um tempo with your 5k actual time so you wouldn't run just like a 5k yeah and like straight race pace and follow that up just be gassed yeah like because you're doing your race pace yeah yeah like normally if you're doing like your race pace 5k time 
you're doing that in eight hundreds. Mm. Like that's probably what you're gotcha. doing, and you're that makes so much that. sense. Yeah, you're not just doing you that you're just dead. Like because then you can't do a tempo run after that because you like theoretically your race pace you're giving it all you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then like you you would do that at the end to see if you could do it. Mm. You know, you would like have a, or you would either do it at the beginning or at the end, like a mile or two mile kind yeah. of thing, and yeah, then yeah, you yeah. would do a workout after that. Yeah, but it would be very hard to do. Like, an, I mean, you could do it. You'd just be awful. It and would just probably be awful for, not, not even for that. me. It would not be for me right now. Yeah. If you're t- talking about the Tin Man elites, mm. they would be like, "Oh yeah, for sure, I did that Monday." You would just. I don't know if it'd even be practical. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But that's very interesting. And good on you, dog. That's a lot of miles. Yeah. But yeah, it's nice with the little podcast. Um, I don't listen to our podcast on it because I already talked through it all. I don't need to re-listen to our podcast, but it's definitely nice listening to podcasts like Dak Shepard. I listen to him a lot because A, it's not about running. Like, you know, it's weird listening to a running podcast while you're running. Mm -hmm. I tried doing that once. It didn't really work. And then because it like, you know, it has a nice tempo, so you're not... Uh, going too fast, it kind of slows you down. So you actually have a nice fi- uh, marathon race tempo. And then, or even slower than that. And then it takes your mind off of what you're doing. Because yeah. you're like, oh, they're talking about celebrity stuff in LA. And I live here. And then that's so cool. And I'm running through Beverly Hills. Mm. I think it's the ambiance that really counts. The ambiance. Well, that's lovely, darling. Mm-hmm. So lovely. Well, we hope everyone stays healthy. And stay safe. And, uh... I guess stay hugging. Stay hugging. <gasps> mm.